Volkswagen once again doing exactly what it does best, which would be throwing people just like you, its customers, under the bus. I'm Johnny Logan from AutoExpert.com.au and I get new cars. Australia only. Website. Card. Now, I've got this plaintive email, a cry for assistance from, well, it's very confusing to me, but it's emblematic of the times in which we live. It's from somebody named Julie, but it's signed Ian, which must be quite confusing for the children, although I'm sure they'll get it in time. Anyway, here's what Julie Ian has to say. I'm reaching out to you for your help and guidance, please. Or Ian, on balance, I think. I have a 2021 Volkswagen Amarok with 71,000 kilometres. You poor bastard. Or bastardette. Which has been fully serviced at the correct manufacturer's intervals. Well done, dude. Or dude By a Volkswagen dealership on Friday. The 21st of the 10th, on my way home from work, travelling at approximately 70 k's. The vehicle just shut down and a coil light symbol came up on the dash. Definitely a Volkswagen then. And the vehicle was then towed to Rex Goral Volkswagen in Geelong. The service manager, Andrew, advised me that the fuel pump has detonated, causing fragments to travel through the entire fuel system and it's also in the manifold. It's the full dogs and cats having it off together in the shed, isn't it? Like, Jesus, it's anarchy down there. Andrew advised me that Volkswagen Australia have rejected this as a warranty claim. Bastards. As they believe it's due to fuel contamination, then the dealership needs to treat this as a retail repair, which they have quoted me between twenty and $21,000. And that's why the defibrillator is always in the service department. Jesus H. Kerrized. Andrew at Rex Goral advised me yesterday that we can obtain a fuel test, however it will be at my cost, which I have agreed to as I'm at a total loss as to how to move forward. Andrew at Rex Goral has advised me that he cannot leave my car up on the hoist. <laughs> That's it. Put him under a bit of pressure, Andrew. Well done. When he's down, he's just been... 21 rand. Can't leave it on the hoist, dude. Julie in says, I only use Shell service stations as I have a Shell fuel card, which is restricted to diesel only. I've never experienced any performance issues to date. Yeah, me either, dude. Hence, not agreeing to fuel contamination. Well done, stand your ground, dude. That's what you do when you're face to face with a tiger. There have been no other dashboard warning lights prior to the vehicle shutting down. Well, here's the thing, okay? <laughs> when you buy a car, you it's like you acquire in-laws. It's like getting married. It's something about which I know more than I should, having done it so often. You acquire in-laws, and the in-laws would be the parent car company, obviously. And you might love your Amarok, and Christ knows why, it's really old and there's no airbags in the second row to protect children and it's a really dated shitbox, even though it wears its five-star logo. But 
Volkswagen at its core is a reprehensible organization. Now, you've got to ask yourself, what's the reason you want to jump into bed with them? And I'm not saying this so much for Julian, but I'm saying it to you if you're thinking about buying one, because Volkswagen has this propensity of just throwing good, honest people with legitimate concerns under the bus, right? And there's plenty of evidence that they're just assholes. And I'd start with up in lights, like the Academy Award for assholedness goes to Volkswagen for its performance between 2015 and now. Volkswagen is a criminal organisation. This is not my opinion. There is a US Department of Justice press release which is dated the 11th of January 2017. They pled guilty, okay, to the following kinds of charges. Conspiracy to defraud the US government and customers, violating the Clean Air Act, misleading the Environmental Protection Agency, concealing material facts, obstruction of justice, illegal importation. They pled guilty to this. They were convicted, therefore, and they faced billions of dollars in penalties as a consequence. They were put on probation, for Christ's sake. I mean, if you or I did that, we'd be in the cell with Bubba every night playing mummies and daddies. You guess who would be mummy. They get put on probation because it's too hard a problem to deal with, isn't it? They were also convicted of being misleading and deceptive anti-consumer cocks here in Australia. They were fined $125 million for that. Just go to the ACCC's website. The details are all there. And then, just to prove their underlying character, okay, they sought what's called special leave to appeal this verdict, to which the High Court ultimately said, do go and fuck right off, although not in those words. That was about a year ago that that penalty ultimately was unequivocally decided to stand at the highest level, okay? And therefore, I would suggest that getting into bed with them by buying a Volkswagen and expecting a fair go when something goes wrong, it's kind of like asking Darth Vader to understand how you just made a mistake and failed to blow up Tatooine before Luke became a freaking Jedi. Now, this business in the original email here about they believe, okay? They believe that it's due to fuel contamination. Now, I want to believe that I'm Clint Eastwood or Tom Cruise or even, you know, Ron Jeremy at times. But, you know, beliefs in the absence of fact are meaningless. So if you believe it's due to fuel contamination, like fuel contamination is not one of those chocolate or strawberry blonde or brunette issues, is it? It's not that subjective. Either the fuel is contaminated or it's freaking not. It's not a belief issue is what I'm saying. So the fuel is contaminated if an independent agency tests it and figures out that it's contaminated and it's not contaminated if they do the same test and they don't find that. But I'd want to make sure there was a chain of custody on the sample. Like, it'd be pretty easy for some criminal organisation to tamper with a fuel sample and contaminate it and send it off to a lab, wouldn't it? So there's that. I'd further suggest that 
it doesn't sound like they've done testing on the fuel. Like, you don't believe it's contaminated if it's been tested. You say, our testing lab found contamination. That's what you say. We sent it to a lab and it's contaminated. Not this belief bullshit, right? Furthermore, on the issue of contamination, right, I'd say contamination of fuel is reasonably to be expected in friggin' service, which is why every fuel system in every car that is on sale today has a filter, right? Because contamination of fuel is a salient feature of the delivery of fuel to the consumer of the fucking fuel. And therefore, if contamination gets to the fuel pump and detonates it, right, that is a failure of design because the fuel filtration system is something that needs to be designed for the market in which that vehicle operates, in which contamination, some degree of contamination, is to be expected. And there is a change-out interval on the fuel filter, surely. And ergo, if the car has been serviced according to the manufacturer's schedule, then how has the fuel filter failed to deal with the contamination? Why has it failed? Because it's either an installation or servicing issue or a non-servicing issue or a design deficiency or defect. What other options are there, I ask you? Okay, why is the fuel system not protected? If contamination can overflow the filter and get into the fuel pump and cause twenty to $21,000 worth of damage in a car that has been serviced according to the manufacturer's instructions, why is there no interlock system that detects contamination if it overflows the filter and heads for the pump? and shuts the engine down. Why is such a system absent? That's a design deficiency. So as I see it, any way you carve this up, that vehicle has not been reasonably durable. And that's a breach of the consumer guarantees. And whether or not it's a warranty claim, who gives a rat's ass? Because warranties are freaking sideshow. What matters is consumer law and there is a guarantee, a legislated guarantee of acceptable quality. It's a piece of consumer law, and those criminal cocks should not be allowed to throw people under the bus with these kinds of legitimate concerns. Contaminated fuel is not an excuse to get out of doing the right thing. We'll get to that in a minute. But I'd suggest where is the ACCC on this? Because I've got this new chair there, Gina Cass Godlieb. She's extremely highly qualified. She's a lawyer. There's lawyers and economists and a couple of science graduates at the top of the ACCC, right? Mainly lawyers and economists, though, so... She's been there eight months, and I suspect she might be sleeping beauty more or less, because her existence is more or less, as I see it, a state secret still. And she's in charge of this ridiculous, toothless tiger that fails to intervene when there is an example of 
entrenched behaviour like this, which is to blame the failure on contaminated fuel in the absence of evidence. I'd suggest that the onus is on Volkswagen to prove the contamination and then take it up with the fuel company. This should not be the owner's problem because Volkswagen has a system in that car designed to deal with contamination. Why did it fail? That's what I'd want to know. I just hope that Prince Charming manages to swipe right on the Sleeping Beauty before too much longer because this kind of thing is untenable, right? We've got consumers in this living hell of limbo. They're stuck between a car maker denying any accountability for the failure of their system to deal with the contamination and they're putting it off on a fuel company. And let's not forget that fuel is a huge business in Australia. 30 billion litres is a $60 billion retail business in this country. That must be 15 to $20 billion worth of taxation, for God's sake. And on the other side, you've got a million cars being sold every year for I don't know, an average of 40 grand a piece. That's a $40 billion industry. And then there is David in the middle between these two Goliaths in the living hell of limbo of not being able to make anyone accountable for the failure of the vehicle, which has nothing to do with him, right? He's just standing there like Julie Ian is just standing there with his dick in the dirt and he needs support. And we've got a whole government regulatory body which is extremely well funded and which should be able to deal with situations such as that and yet it seems to do nothing which is just reprehensible that's your tax dollars at work i'd suggest so for julie ian the dude or dudette just standing there with his dick in the dirt between his or her dick in the dirt between these two massive monolith institutions of selling cars and selling fuel what does he do like he's got to call saul hasn't he He's got to lawyer up because I'd suggest the only avenue, the ACCC does not act for individuals, incidentally, right? But you need an advocate who acts for you in these circumstances, right? The details really matter. So you need the paperwork, the fuel receipts, everything you can bring that is salient. You need every communication you've had with the dealership since this episode. And preferably it's in writing, okay? And if it's not in writing, you should make notes about the when it took place and exactly what was said because contemporaneous notes have high evidentiary value in court. Now, you might spend 500 bucks in consultations with a lawyer about getting this sorted, but if there's $21,000 on the line, it's probably worth it if you get away for free, okay? In consumer court, you generally have to bear your own costs, but I'd suggest apart from anything else, Julie Ian has a legal problem, not so much a vehicle problem, but a legal problem because the car company is saying, oh, no, that's a retail repair because of our belief, right? The onus is surely on them to prove that, but the problem is the imbalance of power. How do you cattle prod them into action? It's not like pistols at dawn and we've each got a pistol. It's like, He's there with a pointy stick and they're there with 100 howitzers and F-35 strike fighters and a carrier battle group over the horizon. Who the fuck do you think is going to win 
unless you really do the whole push comes to shove thing and take them to court, which can get expensive because you typically bear your own costs in consumer court. They have to be emphatic cocks for you to win an award for costs. But Julie Ian needs legal advice and you need, if you're thinking about buying a Volkswagen, you really need to think about this kind of thing and how it could happen to you and whether or not you want to be in this living hell because car makers are not equal in the context of how they behave post-sale to their customers. Volkswagen are among the worst. This is just another brick in the wall as I see it. I've had so many emails about this kind of thing that it's just not funny. It can't all be smoke in the absence of fire and why anyone would do business with them when there are better alternatives around in every segment, I honestly do not know.